What up, fanboys and fangirls? Before we get into the episode of Talking and Pop, I want to remind you, we have an online store. Go to teespring.com slash talkandpop. You can get t-shirts, merchandise, such as an iPhone case, Samsung case, coffee mug, stickers. We got hoodies. We got tank tops. We got shirts for kids. We got shirts for men, shirts for women. Right now, you can go to teespring.com slash talkandpop. When you go to checkout, use the promo code TALKPOP to get $5 off your order. All proceeds go to support the podcast. And as always, geek on and take care. Now let's get on to the show. What up, fanboys and fangirls? Welcome to another edition of Talking Pop with the Franchise of Beagle. It's basically the podcast on anything pop culture in our lives. As always, I'm your host, the Franchise, and joining me is my co-host, my brother from the same mother, Biko. What's up, guys? And we'll let you guys know that we changed platforms we're no longer on Podbean. Um, we're actually on Anchor, so this is actually sponsored by Anchor. Well, I thank them for like getting our feed over to to their site, so you can go. We're on Anchor.fm, but now we're also available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, basically whatever podcast you you're listening from, we're on there. You can go ahead and support us through there. It's kind of interesting because I want to thank Podbean because they gave us our start. But at the same time, it's like we need to expand more. And, you know, don't get me wrong. I love Podbean. But the problem is I didn't want to pay a little over a month to keep, you know, our podcast going. While Anchor over here helps us to get our podcast out to different distributions, different platforms. And plus, we're sponsored. So I want to say thank you again to Anchor.fm for sponsoring our podcast. And hopefully other sponsors are listening. We're welcome. We're willing to, you know, sell out and <laughs> pretty much help you guys out. Don't admit that shit. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> we're willing to get sponsored. We're willing to get sponsored. You know, anything to do. Like, we want to... Yeah, we want to share our stuff right now. We and pay the bills. Don't, we all got to pay the bills. Yep, we got to pay the bills here. <laughs> you know, but in that, um, basically, this episode's call off the dome. Basically, we're just... Give you guys an update what we're doing. Um, basically, right now, like I said, we just changed um, platforms. Um, we were planning to have this episode out last Saturday, but we were having technical difficulties with audio recording. So we had to do it today. I know it's a one lovely Wednesday morning, but our goal was to try to get a new episode out every week. We're trying to make this like a weekly thing as much as we can. I know our schedules are kind of different, but we're going to try our best to try to record like Saturday night and, you know, have it out later that evening or possibly Sunday morning. So, um, off of that, um, Biko, do you have anything to add today? Anything um, you saw in the news today? Well, considering that we had to reschedule, we're recording this Monday edition, obviously, uh, in America, it's uh, today's date is pretty infamous. Um, it's 9-11. Uh, and I don't want to freaking make this podcast be depressing because we want to talk about random stuff today. But I just wanted uh, to say, you know, just being in remembrance of people who were lost in that. What some say, uh, well, I would say most people would say a tragedy and a big I want to say wake up call for some individuals in this country um, and then say what you will or whatever your perspective you have on it or your own experience dealing with uh, such an event that happened that literally changed uh, the way America runs society well not too much but at least in my opinion uh, but just the way those times were and um, considering at that time me and my brother were both in existence and we were both in school and watching all that go down was pretty intense um, especially being and it was something in our youth so it was definitely uh, an event that should never be forgotten 
and just to serve as a reminder that to never take your your time here in this existence for granted. Um, if you're next to your loved ones, hug them dearly, because you never know if you see them again. Uh, and it's just as simple as catching a flight, going to this place or this place, or going to that office or job you work at, or anything that you do. Uh, you just never know these days, um, considering that a lot of events have been in the limelight every day, and, and then things change. So uh, on this day, we just like to um, remember the people who we've lost today, and remember the those who helped to to assess the situation, uh, the, the first responders, emergency responders, uh, firefighters, police force out in New York, um, just everybody who were involved and in, in doing their best to assess the situation and to help others. Uh, I do remember seeing that, uh, being a kid and, and seeing as the years progressed from that year, from 9-11, we did see our country unite a bit, but it also, I it changed a lot um, and it, it changed America for I don't know if it's to say better but it definitely changed the way we were viewed and and I mean we haven't seen something like that hit us since Pearl Harbor because America's you know Team America World Police so like <laughs> we can't we, we never thought that but that's just real so um, just in remembrance um, it's a special day but let's uh Let's go off to, we, man, we had such something going too from that last episode, but um, I wanted to start off with, uh, I guess, news, I guess it's, uh, if you're a big sports fan, bum, 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 NFL starting up again, so if you're still boycotting, good, you know, stay, stick to your values, stick to your beliefs and virtues, but as for the rest of America, I doubt they're fucking boycotting this, so uh, football started back up again, and so... Um, we're we're Chicago through and through, so we saw the Bears uh, unfortunately lose to the fucking Packers last Thursday. But Sunday was the big opener for everybody playing. The whole league started up, so um, I I did obviously I only saw the Bears game because that's the only thing I really watched. And then we saw basically Patriots taking on the Steelers. So they, well, I mean, I like oh, yeah. I I, respect, I like the Pittsburgh Steelers, but it was uh, yeah Tom Brady. I mean. And then, I mean, you can't really, honestly, the way the Patriots played that Sunday, it's basically selling, saying that it's a possibility they might do it again. You know, Tom Brady looks oh, like. Oh, fuck yeah. And then they announced they got Antonio Brown. They signed him, who basically, you know, decided to go on social media and decide, oh, guess what? I'm just going to, you know, he got fined by Oakland and he still kept, you know, shooting his mouth, tweeting that, please release me. And all of a sudden, Saturday, they released him. Without having to pay any guarantee money that he was guaranteed because he was already fined. So, and of course, Patriots say, oh, let's snatch him up. And Tom Brady's like, you know what? Until you get settled, he can crash at my place. I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Oh, fuck. But it's funny to the point, like, they had the owner, Robert Kraft, go and, like, tell him, hey, um, we're going to get this guy. Are you 100% into it? He's like, I'm 1,000% into it. That's what That's Tom Brady's saying. I'm 1,000. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Is so he, like, the best person, one of the best receivers in the league? When he was starting with, like, Pittsburgh, yeah, but, of course, you know, it, it, it happens with every... Though. Yeah. Like, I was hearing a podcast yesterday about it, because I listen to a lot of comedians' podcasts, and... It's just, like, it's just... About it. It's what happens is, like, I don't know what goes on these NFL players, you know, once sure. they get out of college and go into the pros, like, their ego changes. Money. It, yeah. <laughs> you can say money. <laughs> money. It's like, come on, man, like, you know... 
I understand you're getting all these endorsement deals, but at the same time, you got to conduct yourself. That's the reason why you get fined. That's why you, because you go into the league, the same thing if you go on a job, you got to, you know, conduct yourself. You know, you got to, you know, watch what you're doing, watch what you're saying, because anything now can be used against you. Regardless of every profession you work in, regardless if it's sports or not, you the way in this day and age, and this is this climate now, it's like you basically can't say anything. Or else, not without getting a, a completely misunderstood or taken out of context, and and obviously with people in the public eye, it's a fucking big deal for them. And even then, they're like, and these are people who are of significant money. And these are people who probably have publicists. I know in the NFL or any in anything in the big three, what is it, big four sports? I guess you could say, mm-hmm. all of them. They all have people that work for them, so they can focus on what they're getting paid to do under contract, which is play fucking sports. So, uh, it's, it, the way he maneuvered, I thought it was hilarious because it was like a, it looked like a fucking chess game. Um, well, like you had mentioned before. This guy reached out to him in the minute that he got let go by the Raiders, and that guy was doing everything he could to get off of the Raiders. And I'm not, I don't, I, well, I'm a big, I like looking into conspiracies and shit because I, I overthink as it is. So I saw, I was listening to, uh, or I was just thinking, like, I felt like he probably knew, he was probably talking to somebody on the Patriots already. Yeah. He was probably talking, and he was talking to his agent, obviously, and I'm sure the agent was reaching out to them. And they're all thinking of fucking ways to get himself off the Raiders. And I was listening on the um, Flagrant 2 podcast, so if you guys please listen to them. Andrew Schultz, probably one of my favorite comedians right now, uh, besides uh, another comedian I want to drop to. But um, they were talking about on the Flagrant 2 podcast, shout out to them. Um, they were listening to that. They are talking about how, like, he, they, he literally uh, was complaining about the helmet thing, and then he switched off. And then he got in a fight with the GM, which they were talking about. That he called the fucking he called the GM a cracker, and I was dying because it's like I was like the first thing they were saying. I was like, how the hell? What does this guy have to do to get off the damn Raiders? And then they're talking about how in the NFL you can literally do anything you want, and the, a team will not get rid of you. He's like, you can beat your girlfriend in an elevator for the whole world to see. They won't let you go. You can beat your wife. And they won't let you go. You can assault somebody in a bar, will not let you go. You can even call the general manager of a fucking franchise. Well, it's the Raiders. They fucking suck. Nonetheless, the fucking a franchise in the NFL, you can call him by, like, the the most, like, I want to say it's, I mean, it's a racial slur at the end of the day towards white people. Think of what you will for racism. But if we're going to call racism out, we have to call it all across the board. Yeah. You can't just go around, like you said, when you talk about being professional in anything, in any aspect of your life when you're putting your name down onto something. Or if you're trying to conduct yourself as a professional. God damn, dude. Like, I get it. That's, I mean, I fucking find it hilarious. That he yeah, he goes on Instagram or he's on Twitter saying, shit. release me. The GM's not going to do shit to Antonio. Until he, like, until he was on Instagram and goes on Twitter and saying is like, release that, right? me. Like, release me. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, that's what happens. You know, the Raiders released him. They didn't have to pay him any guarantee money. And, of course, they jumped the gun and, you know, re- um, sign him. So, we have yeah. to wait and see what goes on with that story. But... On that, um, yeah, can't wait for the Bears. The next game is like Sunday against Denver. Um, right now, of course, um, we don't want to talk about too much of sports. It's all pop culture. And of course, yeah. um, if you're all like the technical sense, of course, Apple release. Oh, yeah, iPhone 9, guys. iPhone, iPhone 11, 9. actually. Oh, iPhone 9. I said fucking 9. <laughs> I 9? <laughs> you're just like so behind, man. 
Uh, yeah, fucking the iPhone 11, they had the big conference yesterday. Yeah, yeah they just announced it. It's called the iPhone 11. Let me see if I can pull up an article from IGN here. Apparently, it's supposed to be affordable, guys, so it's not going to be like the $1,000 iPhone X. How much is it? Um, right now, they're seeing around a new iPhone 11. It says here it's going to come with dual cameras now, according to IGN here. And it says apparently Apple announced it at the price of about $699. About $700, which is basically what the newer phones... Was, yeah, it's much cheaper than, you know, the iPhone X or iPhone XR, whatever it's called. But to me, I'm like Android, so I'm, I'm still using a Note 5, guys. That's how old my phone is, but it's working strong. And like I said, that's why I used to record this podcast, and it records really good. So I'm not planning to upgrade. I'm not planning to go to Apple. You know, I'm used to the Android operating system, and I have an Android tablet, so it's like, come on. It, it's easier for me, but for the people like, you know, they want to get it upgraded, okay, I understand that at least it's six hundred ninety nine. dollars you can do like a payment plan with your carrier, at least it's not like $1,000, or to me, $1,000 was too much for a phone, I'm like, I'm sorry, and apparently it's going to have a 6.1 inch liquid retina display, some iPhone XR, it's going to have dual cameras apparently, two 12 megapixel cameras, one behind the wide lens and an ultra wide lens, right at a two times telephoto lens, like iPhone XS and iPhone X, yeah, this is an article from my gen, guys. I'm just one quoting right now. Apparently, of course, the iPhone 11 has fe- has features such as faster Face ID, IP68 dust, and water resistance, 4K video, 60 frames per second display, night mode, all day life battery. So they're, they're trying to compete with Samsung with the whole longer battery life. Hmm. And I guess it lets owners capture Apple calls slow fees, which is slow mo selfies. And I guess they're gonna have like different models. So the 699 is the 64 gig model. The one, the the 100. If you want more memory, it's 749 for 749 for 128 gigs, and 256 gigs will knock you about 849 dollars. But like I said, at least it's under that thousand dollar price point. Which to me, honestly, when they announced XR last year, to me that was like that's a lot of money. So it's like, come on, that's too much. I'm not gonna pay that much for a phone. I mean, you're you, you're still using Apple. I mean, you still got the iPhone 6s. I have an iPhone. I have a fucking iPhone 6s. I um. Mm, sorry, I'm trying to eat breakfast too. Cause yeah, it's really really. It's like what nine o'clock, oh. ten o'clock for us guys. Yeah. Like that. Um. Yeah, I've been using the iPhone. I had a five, and then that shit flaked on me, so I bought. I went. Or no, I had a 6s in the beginning for about a couple years now. That shit flaked on me a couple years ago. I went back into the T-Mobile store because that's where I went. Even though I know I should have just went to Apple at this point because they have a better, um, I want to say, insurance plan. Uh, tip with you guys: I think their Apple Care service. If you're an iPhone guy or if you have both and are fortunate enough to do that, I suggest going through Apple Care for the insurance because it's a really good plan. You're paying 25 bucks, I think, for like the year or some shit. And then whenever your phone flakes out or something happens, you know, life is unpredictable. Just walk in, they switch it out for you, and you're good as new. Your shit's always backed up if you have it set. So, And with these phone carriers, they, they have a whole other ideas. So I have went back to the success, and I remember at that time, the iPhone, um, I think it was the 7 was, or the, the, uh, the 8 was coming out, and the, the 7, 7 S was plus or some shit was already out, and the... And the guy looked at me funny that I, like, as soon as I walked in, it's like, no, I'm good with the 6S, man. I don't feel like upgrading. He's like, oh, well, you know, for this, this, this price and more. And then if you trade this one in, you can get an iPhone 8, whatever, with all this stuff. And I'm like, nah, yeah, sure. But I'm good with the 6S, dude. Like, I don't, I'm fine with it. So I've never been that type of person who needs to upgrade right the fuck away. 
But I know, I know, I know a couple of tech guys who enjoy that shit and are fortunate to live those lives. Who they get to try new shit. So you know, teach their own. Uh, but you know, iPhone 11. We're back in the iPhone fan season again, guys. So um, give it a shot. Take a look at the schematics. I don't know. If you're into smartphones. Do your thing. If you're watching movies on there, it's always it's always gonna look nicer now with 4K resolution. Shit on your phone. You don't even need to buy a TV anymore. Um, and not only that, they announced like now, looks like we're gonna have another streaming service because up Apple so now they announced Apple yeah, TV streaming for like five bucks. Five bucks, holy shit! But what's kind of interesting because now we got all these streaming services. You got Disney Plus coming out in November, and then um, you know Warner Media and NBC Universal developing their own streaming services, and it's like it's gonna be a lot of options going to next year. I mean, to, uh, to me, honestly, I'm gonna get Disney Plus because I have Hulu, so I want to get that bundle where it gives you like. ESPN Plus and Disney Plus as add-ons for that one price, which to me is more affordable. Don't get me wrong, I have a, I have regular TV right now because it's because of sports. So I can get access to sports, so it's like I need access to sports. You know, I like sports. You know, I'm a pop culture geek. I do enjoy sports. Another thing too, um, right now the Tokyo Game Show. If you're gamers, the Tokyo Game Show right now is in Japan right now and is going on and I guess they just uh, Square Enix just released a trailer for Final Fantasy 7 Remake and of course that game's coming out next year well basically well, they're dubbing as part one of 7 because you know they're adding a lot of stuff and it's being talks that it's possible it's going to be releasing different chapters so um, pretty much I'm playing well it's an advertisement for Switch right now of course, you got the Switch Lite coming out soon too, which is like the, the the smaller version of the Switch. Basically, it's a more portable version of it. it won't let you dock anymore, so you just charge it. Everything's got a longer battery life. And right now, they're just showing. The one I don't want to. Of course, Final Fantasy VII Remake. It's basically going to be for PS4. They have not announced any any um, systems besides the PS4, but. Right now we're playing the trailer right now. I'm trying to see how it looks. Of course, you know it's buffering. <laughs> yeah. It looks actually looks really fantastic. You know, a lot of people were criticizing. You know, how come? You can tell they they look like how they look like. And if you watch Advent Children, which was the movie, which came out like a like it's supposed to take place a couple of years or a couple of years after Final Fantasy VII, they try to make the models based off of that. Uh, people were criticizing, oh, how come Tifa doesn't look like she looked like in the old system? But you got to think about it. The limitations back then were different. And plus Tifa, they had to make her more like, you know, they had to get her more of an athletic build because she's like a fighter. Her class is like fighters. So, of course, they had to make her, you know, you know, more appealing, you know, like athletic build. You know, she's fights. So, nice people were like, oh, how come she doesn't have the big breasts? Like, come on, dude. And like, like by look at it, like, she shows more chapters they can add more stuff in oh god this guy oh my god yeah it looks actually really good i mean the visuals look fantastic i can't wait for that game i'm actually going to pre-order it when on ps4 when it comes out it's like i know that like they're talking about the ps5 and everything but i'm not about to upgrade there's so many games announced for ps4 next year which honestly What's the point? I'm not in a rush. And Sony did announce that they're going to keep, like, they're going to support the PS5, PS4 for, like, two to three years. That's what they did with PS2, because I think up to a couple years ago, PS2 was still being supported in Japan. And they stopped, like, score, like Sony stopped, like, all, like, maintenance and, like, services for PS2s, like, about a couple years ago. 
it shows you how long a system gets supported by a company. As opposed to like Microsoft, you know, they, they always support their products at a certain point, and once they go to the next level, they pretty much forget about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, uh, I mean, even then, we're going to see a lot of these developers still put out stuff, and even for those, I mean, even for the current generations that we have now, systems, I feel like it's just, they're good enough to where this demand for this new generation is going to come out as I said, I think it's essentially just for the way of a 4K to take more of a, a foothold in the market for TV resolution and, and quality, and like, streaming quality for TVs, but it's like, I feel like now that people are more mobile and they, they can just watch it on their phone, I don't see people shelling out a bunch of bucks just for a, get, just to get a cool TV when the TV's going to cost cheaper than the system itself that's playing it. Mm-hmm. So, like you mentioned, if they're going to release a game like, for instance, Final Fantasy, for still now to the PS4, it's like, I don't, why would, why would people go and shell out however much this system's costing because I saw even at upwards of they're going to try to charge like almost 700 or some shit because based on you know the and tariffs I, I, it's I because of the tariffs I get that well, what fucking whose fault is that but I get that but it's like I, people are I'm sure would much rather spend 60 bucks on a game than they would $700 on a, on a fucking whole new system that and then they're going to leave their other system collecting dust when it's still just as Good. Like I said, the only thing, true thing about the PS5 is, or the other good point is that they didn't announce that it's going to be backwards compatible. And they, they'll allow you, like anything you download when you buy in the PlayStation Store, like the Network Store, it'll still transfer over. So it does carry over. It will have that emulation because I think they did a tech demo with the PS4 version of Spider Man and show how fast the loading screen time was, which was like two seconds to transition, which is showing how powerful the. Processor's gonna be, but Sony didn't announce that it's gonna be backwards compatible with PS4. With the discs itself, it's still gonna be reading Blu-ray discs. So, but then all Xbox announced, like I think they came out with the digital version Xbox One, where it's just like there's no discs or anything, it's just all digital. Which to me, people still watching Blu-rays, guys. I mean, even though we got um, you know streaming services, I mean people still buy films. Like I got all the Marvel movies on Blu-ray, so that's why. I like having the PS4, you know, as a Blu-ray player, I could watch my films. I still watch DVDs and stuff. It's good to have a, it's good to have a Blu-ray player as a backup because if you have like a bunch of DVDs, it's better to have something as a backup. Same thing like VHS back in the day, you know. It's good to have a VHS. I mean, VHS, it, it was still good quality back then. I mean, that was our, you know, thing back then growing up. You know, I grew up on VHS. Yeah, that was nice. I mean, the packaging that was like really still was put out. It. It's like, yeah. It's not terrible. And then if you want to go to a certain party, you can always forward them. And at that time, when they, remember when they were putting more DVDs, it sucked forwarding on fucking DVDs because then you'd always miss it because it would be a glitchy frame by frame. It wouldn't even be frame by frame. It'd skip a lot. And with VHS, you could literally watch a whole movie at like five times the rate just to get to your part, your favorite part. And obviously, you don't want any spoilers, so you don't want anybody looking at the screen doing that. But there, there was, there was a lot of, there was always going to be advantages. Like there's advantage from VHS to DVD from that end, but. We're always gonna. I think humans are naturally collectors, so I I don't see Blu-ray going away anywhere. But it's always nice to just have a Blu-ray that you can always revisit, or or if you're on a trip and you got like one of those portable things you can use. I mean, you're not gonna always have data everywhere you go. Sorry, fellas. No. 
sorry people, but, but you're just not. What's gonna happen when the power goes out? <laughs> and you have a portable DVD player with batteries, pop that fucking DVD in, or whatever you want, but. Oh. I think morbidly, so I don't know. I'm just seeing it that way, but. With. And I know Xbox announced, uh, what is that called? Uh, I don't What's the working name? Scarlet or something? Some shit like that. That's like the working but, name right now. I I don't see myself going the Xbox route this time. I think I might go PS5 only because I haven't bought a I haven't gotten a PS PlayStation system since PS2. So I think if I were to switch now, it would be that. Or I think I might just save up money and get a Switch for myself because I actually really enjoy playing the Switch, um, especially with Smash Brothers and then. They announced all the characters yeah. coming to Smash Brothers. And the constant uploading of new. Um, well, I guess new in a sense that they're uploading it to their Nintendo online service, but like classic games that you can access anywhere you go now with your system, like or at least with the connection available. But you can you can play all the old games that you grew up with. If you grew up like in our times, like we did, it was all those video games hit a, a certain nostalgic spot for us, and they still hold up. I don't care what people say. Like Super Mario still holds up, and I I really want to play Mario Kart on the go. Nothing relaxes me. Well, there's a couple things that relax me in this life, and I think fucking Mario Kart's one of them. But uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I want to. I'm gonna wait and to see if they have a more solid price tag, because um, obviously all these developers and companies could announce these things. I I treat shit like with tech, like I treat movie trailers. I don't watch them because. I won't know until I can a get it, and I'll just play a fuck around with it later on. It's like uh, remember back in the day, you can buy a strategy guide for like difficult RPGs and, and stuff like that, and those are nice because it helps because it provides some sort of a guideline. But at the same time, it's like I, I think it takes away the self discovery you get when you're playing a game, and it's like oh fuck, like if you discover a hidden quest or something like or playing uh, like the old Link games. And then 64, and seeing all that. I think uh, with the whole, like, we gotta get it out there right away, right away, right away um, type of culture we live in right now, I think it's, I, I like to leave a little more to the imagination these days, especially with movie trailers um, or video games alike. I mean, speaking of movies right now, of course the Joker movie is coming soon, and I've seen all the trailers for it. Um, it's interesting. It's like, uh, honestly, it's something that we never got. We, I mean, we never got a true Joker origin story. I mean, there's so many different origin stories. But I think the way it looks like they took a little bit from, you know, Alan Moore wrote The Killing Joke. So it took about, you know, he, he was like, a, basically, he tried his up at stand-up comedy, and of course, he failed. It's like one of those Joker origins. He was a failed stand-up comedian. He was having marital problems, and it's like, you know, it leads to, you know... Him breaking down to the point, you know, I mean, if you read, like, The Killing Joke, it gave you, like, a little bit background. Of course, our roommate's cat's going right now, meowing, meowing right now, but, um, it pretty much gave you a, a glimpse of how Joker came to be, you know. Like I said, he was a field stamp comedian, and pretty much, um, it didn't go well, and he was having marriage problems to the point, you know, he needed money, and, of course, they put him as the Red Hood. And of course, doing a job, you know, Spoilers, you have a red killing joke, but you know, eventually he's doing his job, and of course, he's at a chemical plant, and of course, Batman gets involved, and all of a sudden, you know, something happens, and Arthur becomes, you know, 
he gets affected by the chemicals. Basically, his psyche gets all messed up, and he eventually becomes the Joker. So, I mean, with Joaquin Phoenix, you know, him playing with Trey, I mean, it's like another actor, you know. It's like, I'm not going to be the whole, the, the, the truest, like, oh, because there's been so many people playing the Joker. I mean... I mean, to see what his take is. You know, it's a different version of Joker. There's different versions of Batman, different versions of Joker. When I see, like, when it comes to superhero movies, that's why the comics, there's always different versions of these characters, different origins. It always gets rebooted, always gets retconned, it always gets, like, updated. Because at the times, these books came out, like, in the 40s. Batman came out in the late 30s, early 40s. So, I mean, they always had to change a few things for this generation. Same thing when, you know, you know, like Superman or Marvel when Marvel does events. So they reboot the characters like they did the Ultimate Universe. So DC did the New 52. And of course they rebooted that universe again. So it's like, to me, I'm just, you know, I am looking forward to seeing it. I do want to make time to go see that film. I don't know, Biko, you're a big fan of Joker. Oh, so. yeah, I'm watching that shit. Um, I, only me personally, because uh, I, I like Joaquin Phoenix as an actor. I don't mind him. Uh, and anything with the Joker, I'll, I'll watch, uh, even if it's terrible. Whatever, like... Like I said, we gotta keep retelling, or these things are always gonna be retold and stuff. Well, a because it makes money, and two, there's a fan base by it. So anything with Bat, like we're, I don't see Batman going away anytime soon. I don't see the Joker going away anytime soon. And I think considering even with, uh, I think people still had some sort of a need to fill with the Joker character, uh, even given that we had Suicide Squad a few years ago. That was pretty. It wasn't that just character's fault. It was just the whole, it's DC. The whole structure was just built. whoever's doing DC stuff. They just, they just need to stop. Uh, but at least not their their full movie franchises, not their animated stuff. They're fine. But um, yeah, like so we're gonna see we're gonna see you know a a, a quality actor like Joaquin Phoenix playing such a diverse character. Um, and well, diverse in the sense that uh. We don't even know who the antagonist is going to be in this because it's the origin story of the antagonist. So it's, <laughs> it, it, it's it leaves a lot to the imagination. Um, I did it did suck because I saw the trailer. They played it when there was the fucking Bears game, which uh, and I hadn't seen. It comes out next month. Yeah, I think it was late October. Yeah, I think the first week of October, I believe. It's... You're going to see the Halloween costume at every party you're going to, guys. They're already probably selling it. But uh, yeah, I. Man, I didn't see that preview yet, and I didn't see the Star Wars one until fucking oh, once upon a time in Hollywood when we went to see that, but, um, that's the only time I never see the fucking trailers, and I'm not trying to sound like a fucking snob, I just don't, I just can't stand movie trailers, because it's just, eh, I'm good, but we, they played them in the TV, and, and from what I saw, it was, it looks interesting. It looks fast-paced. It looks like they're going to have some strong political messages behind it. I'm all for all this shit. That's what art's for, is a reflection of time. So, I'm excited for that movie. Um, do we have any other super movies coming out soon? Um, just all Disney Plus stuff that's going to be... Oh, yeah. This, speaking of, like, I think right now, I've been reading right now an article. Um, IGN reported, I mean, a lot of... Um, Internet sites were reporting that um, Marvel's looking at Haley um, Steinfeld to play Kate Bishop in the Hawkeye series. Disney Plus, so they're eyeing her. I mean, honestly, that'd be a good like selection because I don't think anything's official, but they are offering her like as the her part. version. No, just just her. You know, he's training her because there's a comic. There's a comic run in Hawkeye. There's it's gonna be. I'm assuming it's based off one the comic run of Hawkeye where he he trains like an apprentice basically. Oh damn! So. It'll be interesting to see um, her gain the role. 
I don't got no objections. I mean, she did a good job. I seen her, like, was in True Grid, and I did not see her in Bubble Bee. She wasn't Pitch Perfect for a few that, but she did the voice of uh, Gwen Stacy, Spider-Gwen, and Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. So it'll be interesting to see how she plays this part for as Clint Barton's apprentice. Um, and it looks like the base on the show, it's like they're going to show a little bit more of uh, basically Clint Martin's time as Ronan. Hmm. So I wonder if Kate Bishop is going to be like pretty much someone that tries you know, to help you know, Clint you know, recover. You know, because remember, it was during a time, if you watch Endgame, um, Endgame where you know, he lost his family during the, the snap or the blip, whatever it's called. And you know, he started you know, going down this path, this dark path, and became known as the Ronin. So it'll be interesting how that series goes. And speaking the speaking of Disney Plus, of course we're like two months away from it. It launches in November, you know. I can't wait for the Mandalorian. I mean, can't wait for that show. It'll be interesting to see how that because of course all the shows gonna be releasing weekly. Which comes to the point of Netflix. So now Netflix are trying to complete with Disney Plus that now they announced their newer shows are gonna be released weekly basis. So try to be like regular TV. And right now, I don't know apparently it's official because Disney Plus put on Twitter about if you guys remember if you grew up in the 90s if you guys remember the disney afternoon block that used to be on like like three o'clock three thirty, we got out of school um at ducktales rescue rangers chip um tailspin darkwing duck um disney plus apparently announced that they are going to add those series to the disney plus service so the disney afternoon block is coming to disney plus so I wonder if that's the case. I think if he gets a lot of traction, who knows, man. They'll add the other Disney Plus shows, you know, Disney afternoon shows like Goof Troop. Because they haven't announced Goof Troop. They haven't announced Bonkers. Um, there were some other shows that were in the Disney afternoon block that were not announced. So I'm wondering, because I think because those were the core ones that helped launch it. And they announced that the new DuckTales series that I, I, am, I am enjoying like the first season will be available on Disney Plus and possibly once the season two and the new seasons will be added to that service. So yeah, this is the afternoon block. If you're a big Darkwing Duck fan, DuckTales fan, you know, Chippendale Rescue Rangers. I know if you started watching the, the new DuckTales series, which I do recommend if you're a fan of the comics or a fan of the original show, they're adding a little bit of elements to that show, like saying like the, the universe of Tailspin, Goof Troop, and like... Duckwing Duck all take place in the same universe. Like they all take place in the same world, basically. And of course, if you went if you went to Comic Con this past summer and they did announce for season three, they showed a poster or character designs of characters from those shows making an appearance in DuckTales. Because, which will be interesting to see how that is played out. I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I grew up on Disney afternoon. I remember as a kid, you know, getting home from school and going on Channel 5, because I believe they were on NBC at that time, because they had to deal with Disney before Disney bought ABC, and you turn it on, that's how you saw this Disney afternoon block from, like, 3 to 4, or 3 to 5, so it was, like, two hours of cartoons, basically, in the afternoon. Um, and, of course, um, right now, GameStop, you know, hitting us with nostalgia right now, because um, they announced they're taking pre-orders. I think NECA's releasing... Um, they're working with, no, Playmates decided to release the four figurines of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from the 80, well, the toy run, the first toy run. So they get Donatello, Raphael, Michelangelo, Donatello, and the original looks, original molds. I believe it comes out in November, oh, and the only GameStop, and I just read that GameStop right now is going to be closing underperforming stores that they announced. 
because you know they're going through a whole reboot-esque type structure right now you know they start adding you know pop dolls and merchandise or bringing back retro games they're, they're trying to get the changing market so they're gonna, we're gonna it's, honestly I feel like they're just on our last stretch <laughs> yeah they did announce that they were gonna like close underperforming stores so I don't know if, because we live in Illinois I don't know how many stores will be closed around this area I haven't heard anything from our areas but mm-hmm. it's like it's getting to a point of not people a lot of days either order video games from Amazon I mean I, I mean people went to GameStop because of pre-orders because GameStop offered pre-orders I mean, the only thing now with games people will go to like certain stores is to see like case in point with Funko Pop dolls. You definitely want to go to like certain stores, but certain stores will have it. If you go to Target, they'll have this exclusive one. If you go to Hot Topic, they'll have this one. If you go to GameStop, they'll have this exclusive one. So that's the only way to bring people in. But at the same time, it's like you know the market changes. Yeah, I mean it's and then it's funny because I I remember I mean. If if you go to GameStops, right? I don't know even who does anymore, and I don't see the need to. It was kind of inevitable. If you didn't see this before, people, I would have saw this coming a long time ago, especially when uh, more platformers start uploading their digital stuff, um, access to the digital games um, within their own um, uh, systems, like PlayStation, Sony Network, and Xbox Live. Um, and then you got Steam because PC gaming is still very much alive and viable. So. And then you can get us a platform like Steam to where you have access to that. So, like, the digital boom was inevitable, and GameStop is still trying to hold on to that. And secondhand stores, I still feel like, are your best bets, like, going to... Right, retro up, game stores, yeah. Up, yeah, retro game stores is going to pick up stuff that, obviously, are hard, difficult to find, or you don't want to pay exuberant prices on eBay. And at least these people aren't accepting just crap. They, they test it for, you know, quality and if it still works. So, I, I don't... And then GameStop's just awful policies and just how they treat their employees and it's just like fucking bullshit. So like they, they're on their last stretch. They're done. Like I don't. I'm not saying they're out by next year, but I don't see them. I'm not also seeing them. Them turning around from here because I did read it maybe a few months ago that they were looking. Not even maybe a few weeks ago that they were looking for somebody to buy them out, so they can get more investors. But I don't see anybody wanting to. Who's gonna want to change that and turn that around? I don't know. There's no like they're gonna have to turn that around and just turn it to like a. It's gonna be called something different. I don't even think they'll sell video games anymore. It'll probably just be like a pop culture store. That's basically what it is now. (laughs) (laughs) Just fucking pop culture shit, and you can find Punko Pops anywhere these days. Oh yeah, you can find definitely find them anywhere. You literally just save your money, wait until you go to uh, like C two E two or Comic Con or whatever, and you can get all you know as much as you want. So I don't. I, this GameStop is having a viable like it's gonna be you know it's gonna be like uh, probably gonna go in a way onto the wayside like Blockbuster did because they didn't want to go with the times they didn't want to change how they conduct business they are just I will not be sad to see them go because I don't like getting five bucks back for a thirty to sixty dollar game I paid for so fuck that fuck GameStop see you later guys sorry couldn't last <laughs> but yeah I don't know um I. I perfectly am fine with getting digital copies of games on my system that's going to be saved there. Yeah, it sucks. It takes up a lot of hard drive space, but an external hard drive is going to be a lot cheaper to do, to get instead of constantly, constantly going to GameStop, racking up points, all this fucking shit, or obviously with collecting, that takes up space in your living, in your, uh, in your living, in your living space, and just so... 
if you can't accommodate, that's cool. That's what digital's for, right? I mean, what's gonna happen? The robots are here, guys. <laughs> <coughs> but yeah, no. We have, uh, I, um, I mean, I haven't bought a, I haven't bought a game in forever since Cuphead. And I still haven't fucking yet to beat it. It's, it's so difficult. But I'm excited. Oh, I would hope. They're developing a series on Netflix, so I'm excited to see that. I wouldn't even. I would. Just for the animation style alone, I'm ready to see a show on Cuphead. Fuck it. I saw there were even. The, oh, and then speaking of other stores that are failing. Or not failing, but um, that I've noticed that they had to really open up what they even sell. It's like Barnes and Noble. I still buy my gifts from there. I know people are standing by Amazon and, and finding books and I'm there man I like I, I hate what you will man and capitalism is a bitch but it also it's it's a fucking game right and this guy's got his lock on it and it's hard to not wanting to pay 15 bucks for a book at Barnes and Noble where you can get it for like 8.99 paperback or in less than a day a day and a half from Amazon and you don't have to even leave your house to do it so I I mean, walking into Barnes & Noble the other day, I was looking for a gift for my friend, and shit, man, they just keep adding more and more and more different, like, stuff. A lot of different pop culture stuff, which is nice to see. They have some really cool collectibles, I'm not gonna lie. Saw really cool Star Wars figurines that I've already got my eye on, but... At the same time, it's just, it's something to where... We're gonna see, I, I mean, I don't know what we'll, what to expect as we get older, if we make it, you know, unfortunately, but... I don't know of how long these stores are going to last. So a lot of the favorite places to go to to, to see all of your pop culture stuff, it's probably going to be majority online because these storefronts aren't going to, they're going to, you know, we're going to see a lot of closings. I mean, I still support like small business. Like I get my comics, you know, right now I'm collecting the IDW Sonic the Hedgehog, which to me is really good because you only got one writer, um, Ian Flynn, who's been writing since like the, the Archie's comic series. But he brings like different artists and he'll bring like Tracy Yarley, who's a really good Sonic artist. And I get my subscription from a local comic book store, um, Graham, Graham Cracker Comics, which is local. Support small business, good. So they do give me a good deal on it and I can, I'm looking forward every end of the month. I get my package in the mail and hey, I get you a comic. And I also collect manga, so I got, I've been reading um, right now. I mean, caught up on My Hero Academia and caught up on Vigilantes, which is a great spinoff. Because it, I, I, I'm still trying to figure out what the time period is. I don't know if it takes place before the main series or during the main series. Because it's kind of interesting because you get to see more of the pro heroes do more stuff. Versus, you know, in the series, it's more focused on the students, the main series. But you get to see these other individuals who did not get the hero license, who did not go to hero training. But feel they should, you know, help the people, you know, help them out, even though they're not licensed. Mm -hmm. They're called vigilantes. So it's interesting, it follows, like, this one young individual who, the same thing like Deku, he gets inspired by All Might to help people out, but at the same time, he never was able to pass through the hero training course, and stuff. I think the, he had an opportunity to enter, but apparently he had to save somebody at that time, and he wasn't able to make it in, so he took general studies, and... Pretty much, he lives in a small apartment on top of a building, and he goes around calling himself the Crawler because he has a gliding ability. And and I'm reading the kind of manga, and he's starting to develop these other abilities that he wasn't aware of. But his primary quirk is gliding. So that's like if you like superheroes, I do recommend My Hero Academia. 
Um, also, we're reading Fire Force. Um, if you remember, um, the writer for Soul Eater, same artist, same writer. He it's Fire Force, which just got adapted to an anime. It just came out this past summer. On it's currently on Crunchyroll and Funimation right now. I've been watching the dub and. I like with me when it comes to anime I like dubs or subs it depends you know it varies I do like watching the subs first then watching the dubs afterward just to see how how the jokes are localized versus the subs will give you the actual literal translation of the jokes because sometimes the humor in Japan is very different than the humor over here in the west because they consider us the west that's what they consider us the west um I'm reading Fire Force. I'm keeping up on those two. Um also been keeping up on Attack of Time the manga um and Pretty much, I am reading romantic comedy manga. Don't judge me. I like to read all different genres. It's called Nisekoi, which is false love. It basically follows um, these two um, students. Um, basically, they come from different family factions. One's like his, he's like a parent, supposed to be the heir parent to the Yakuza, but he doesn't want to do that. He wants to be a, he wants to finish school and become a civil servant. Oh, he actually wants to be a good And this girl who's like half Japanese, half American, um, her dad's the member of um, the Beehive group, which is a basically the mafia and apparently they run into each other in school and they don't get up to the nice start they start butting heads and to the point that i guess um the young guns from both organizations are about to start a war and the two heads of the family of each family feel that they should have a fake relationship just to keep the young guns from hitting each other so they have to go pretending to be couple in high school it's really hilarious there's a lot of jokes in there and um um, Raikou Ichijo is the main character. Like, basically, he has like a he has a locket which he got when he was a kid, and apparently, um, it's a locket pendant, and um, and there's a key, and apparently, he made a promise to this girl from like years back that if they ever see each other again, they're gonna get married. But of course, he doesn't remember who the girl was. But apparently, what the funny twister is. Most of the girls that he ran into, including the one that he has to get along with, all have a key. So it kind of raises the question, who was that girl? So definitely recommend you read that one also. I am reading graphic novels too. I mean, don't get me wrong. I read Spider-Man. I read Deadpool. I still got to go back into that. But I've been reading more manga than comics. Because it, don't get me wrong. I like the comics itself. But it's like manga kind of appeals to me more. I don't know. I... I'm becoming otaku, like they say, you know. I watch anime. There's so much new animes out right now, I can't really, you know, fathom which I can recommend. But um, I will say, I do recommend if you want to get into anime, if you want to start your start off like anime, um, if you want to go for more adult type, more like if you're into space and bounty hunters, I do recommend Cowboy Bebop as your go- starter anime. You start with that one, then you can go to like. If you want to go with a little bit of comedy, there, like I said, there's different genres. If you like sports, there are some sports um, animes I do recommend you watching. Like if you're into baseball, there's Ace of Diamond. Um, if you like soccer, there's a, uh, it's called, it's like a, there's one called Days and there's another one called like a Night, Night and something. But he, then there's a football one, an American football one called Ice Shield 21, which means almost like a, it's a football side anime, but it's more like a comedy base. But Ace and Diamond, if you know baseball, there's two basketball ones. There's Slam Dunk, which is like, it's based on an old manga. And there's one called Kuro Kuro's Basketball that's more recent. Definitely recommend that one if you're into basketball. Um, um, like I said, um, I, there's like so many animes right now. It's like, I can't really give you a whole list of recommendations. But that's the ones I'm watching or reading right now. 
Um, Biko, what you're doing right now when it comes to like TV and rating right now? Um, I finished. Uh, I finished Jack Ryan. Uh, it's the show on Amazon Prime with uh, Jim Halpert, aka John Krasinski. So it's really cool to see him do badass shit. And I will throw on. Uh, never really dived into the Tom Clancy series, but I always hear good things. And um, I actually finished it the other day. And it was fucking awesome. I. I got hooked on right away, so, uh, and it's a short watch, it's eight episodes, and the way it draws you in, and you just keep going and going, so, uh, and they just announced a new season, well, they didn't just announce, I think they're gonna upload it pretty soon, so I'm excited to see it, and so I binge-watched that, um, and there's a couple I do wanna, uh, there's a lot of stuff on Amazon I saw I wanted to see, uh, they just continue to add a bunch of shit, like, from HBO and Showtime that I haven't seen throughout the years, because we never had the chance to actually have access to premium stuff like that, uh, <clears throat> but I'm gonna see the what is it, the wonderful Mrs. Maisel? Because I hear I'm a big stand-up comedy fan. That's like my fucking sport that I like to obsess <laughs> over. That's my favorites. Uh, and speaking of stand-up, Bill Burr just uploaded his new special, Paper Tiger. Check it out, guys. I'm going to watch that today so I can laugh my ass off. It's one of the goats of comedy. Um, but yeah, I hear good things about that. It's it's just literally about the start um, of of this comic that's basically sees Lenny Bruce, who was a big pioneer of stand-up comedy. So reason, like, if it wasn't for him, stand-up wouldn't even be a thing. So, like, he was saying a bunch of shit you should have been... You weren't even allowed to say in the 60s with the uptight society they have. And I'm not saying we don't have that now either, because we definitely do. Um, but it, it kind of, like, broke the door open to let all these other um, creative minds in comedy shine today. So um, I hear great things about that show. I think it was nominated for an Emmy. So I'm, I'm gonna watch that. Uh, as far I, I'm trying to binge into something from Netflix, but uh, since they're kind of making their own changes, I uh, I tend to watch more or less documentaries on there. Uh, I don't I, I jump around a lot, so I don't have anything I'm too particularly looking forward to. The last thing I saw on there was Stranger Things, like the last <laughs> season of it, and it was okay. It was good. It was fine. But yeah. I'm kind of ready to be done with Stranger Things. Like it's just I don't. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not a fan. I think it's fun. It's a fun watch. It's very, you know, it's nice to see little cool things from the 80s that they throw in there and nostalgia, but I'm just like, hey, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done with saying things. It's good. Let's move on. Yeah, they already got to the point. They already got the costumes for season, of season three right now. Like, I went to, like, I think I went to my mom. Went to Party City. Mm. And they already got the Halloween stuff up, and they already got the Stranger Things season three. They already got Dustin's outfit from Captain Nowhere. They already got Steve and the and Robin's outfits from the, the fucking Chips Ahoy, Chips Ahoy or something, Chips Ahoy or something, uh, ice cream thing. It's like yeah, it's already Halloween is coming, guys. So all the new costumes are on my way. I'm seeing a lot of Nightmare Before Christmas stuff, which is actually kind of cool. I do like, I love that film. Yeah, that's something I'm excited for. Really, is Halloween. That's something I look forward to when it comes to this latter part of the winter. But, I think the other show we saw was The Boys. Oh yeah, we finished The Boys. That shit was good too. Oh, and that's a fast one too, because you guys, it gets the storyline's very good. Yeah, writing's pretty good, and that's on Amazon, man. So don't sleep on Amazon if you have a Prime subscription. Like I'm not, we're not sponsored by them at all. But fuck, watch it. They have good shit on there. You'd be surprised. That one's like six episodes. No, I think it was like eight episodes. I think that the boys was like eight episodes. Uh, that one's a fast one. If you're into superheroes like we are, then you'll. It's a quick one. You'll like it because it shows. You know, it kind of puts them in the light as if superheroes were treated like celebrities. So kind of how we treat our celebrities. It's the same shit. We put them on this weird pedestal for 
weird reasons, but they we they're on there, and and superheroes are kind of putting that limelight, and it's really good to see how they develop all that stuff. But I'm excited to uh, check out and dive in more into Amazon's catalog because. Fuck it, you get it with the Prime subscription, so you might as well do it. I think you get music, don't you, too? Yeah, I think you get access to oh, music man, also. I don't even know. I'm over here I'm just paying for Spotify, but I got too used to it because I like Spotify. But um, I think um, as far as Netflix and, and keeping Hulu around, I think we're going to be, we'll probably be Disney Plus fanboys for a good chunk because we'll have Hulu under there and... I don't know how long we'll. I, I don't know how long I'll keep Netflix for. I really don't. I'm just trying to. I, I like it for stand up because that's still. Yeah, and, I think for me, for me it's the thing. I mean, for me too. I, I mean, the only time I see Netflix is because too because of the they got the DCCW shows on there. They got the oh, C- yeah. yeah, because like Supernatural, I caught up on that. I still got to catch up on the Flash and all them. And of course, there's the original animes that Netflix, you know, have rights to, or they got streaming rights. But at the same time, they got ones that actually were developed by from from by Westerners. Like a lot of people are talking about Cannon Busters, and it was actually developed by you know an African American you know writer, and he developed helped develop the anime series, which is actually kind of cool. And because there's a documentary called Internet Anime, to me it was like, people are saying it's biased because it was just showing the anime from just from the in-house, from Netflix in-house, you know, the ones they got the rights to, because, I mean, it was kind of cool because... Also, they made it seem like they knew what they were doing. <laughs> no, it's not that they know what they're doing, but they were going to read pretty much the students are working on the animes that Netflix had the rights to, which to me was kind of cool because you got to see the creators who were working on it. I mean, they had an interview with Addy Shakar, who is the producer of Castlevania, which I do love. It's actually yeah, really good. good. The Castlevania sh- anime series, it's really good. And no, he's working on um, Devil May Cry. He is working on the Devil May Cry series. And like I said, they had the creator of Candy Busters, which I do definitely want to, you know, look at that. I mean, it's basically it was like an interview with all the animation studio, anime studios in Japan that were behind all the ones that they got the rights to, like um, Aretzko. It's like... She's from. Um, actually, liked it because you know I'm not a big fan of Hello Kitty, but um, she's a red panda. But it she kind of relates to people being overworked, and that's what she feels. She she's overworked, and her only place to allow her aggression is to go to a karaoke bar and singing death metal, which is freaking hilarious. Like the parts when she's singing death metal, because all she gets her voice goes, "Oh damn it!" It was like. First she has like this sweet voice, and then all of a sudden, when as soon as she gets the microphone and starts singing, it's like holy shit! But it's like. She lets her frustration out, you know, through that. Like, she's just karaoke as an outlet. Um, and like I said, there's Seven Deadly Sins. I watched that. I caught up on that. I mean, there's... And, of course, they had the, they got the stream rights to Neon Genesis Evangelion. A lot of people are trashing the dub. I mean, it is what it is. You can always watch the sub and get the little translation. But, I'm, you know, Netflix is trying to get more in the anime market because you got Funimation. You got Crunchyroll. You got High Dive. You got all these studios, you know, stream, those streaming services. I got Verb, so I got... Both Crunchyroll and High Dive on there, but you get access to anime because, like I said, anime is—it's getting to the point that anime itself is basically—it's getting more attention now. I mean, it's been getting attention, but it's getting more focused now than it was back then. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like the West is opening up to anime, and like, get me wrong, I guess to the point like Ruby itself was a—you know. One of the creators who worked on Rooster Teeth, he was inspired by anime, but at the same time, he was inspired by like fairy tales. And of course, Ruby has become a big thing to the point that it's got a lot of followers in Japan, but it's an American-made anime. Then you got Michael B. Jordan, who's a big celebrity. He's an anime fan, and people were surprised. Oh, he loves anime, but it's like it's he always quotes like different anime, manga, and anime shows, and he helped produce Genlock, which for Rooster Teeth, which he does a voice for the main character, but he helped develop it. 
And of course, it's been now shown on Toonami now. It's like, it's crazy. Like his show is being shown on Toonami. It's being on Cartoon Network because they got a deal going on with Cartoon Network. But of course, they got bought by Warner Media, so they're all under the same umbrella. But the same thing like Rooster Teeth. I mean, they were, you know, they were known just for Rivers of Blue, but they started cranking out all these different, you know, shows, which is really cool because I do like their shows. They got Achievement Hunter, they got, you know, Let's Plays. Um, and of course, Dungeon and Dragons is a big thing now. It's like, like stuff back then is getting mainstream now. That's like that's why I'm liking like it's basically the culture of the geek is basically taking over. Like geeks are not looking down upon. They're not being frowned upon anymore. Like they're being you know. Uh, know well, there's some places that don't accept them, but I, it's I like honestly, I honestly think it's just the Marvel kind of helped. The superhero movies kind of helped. It made them look cool, and it made other people think. It was like, oh well, fuck it. Because there's still, I still think Marvel and Star Wars helps that, but it's still very nerdy. Like it's still there. Like. And anime, anime is always going to be a subculture um, that I, for one, still don't understand. But I appreciate it for what it is. It's a cool art form. Um, but it's, I feel like it's always going to get that stigma the more and more we get disconnected with ourselves as far as living online. Um, but I think the barrier entry to anime is really cool because you get you get such a diverse group of people who get into anime. It's like, like you mentioned with Michael B. Jordan being a fan of it. And I think people find that randomly weird because it's like, oh, this Hollywood celebrity has actual other interests besides being an actor. Yeah. It's like crazy. Joe Meganello. He's a big it's, D&D guy. It's crazy, but it's like, it's true. Like these people are still they people. Get, this, is, this whole God shit is ridiculous. They got to have hobbies, you know? Like, they're still people. Like they get, they still had interests way before they get their boom. So... It's nice to see that, like, it's obviously nice that they use their platform. Hopefully that helps them feel more connected to fans or your everyday civilian. But um, I, think that's, I think that's awesome that you get to, you get to see more subcultures kind of show, get more limelight, especially on big platforms like Netflix and Hulu. And at least it's nice to see that they're spending their money on trying to... Um, Tell a story, oh, art, you know, yeah, different different art companies or different produce, production houses put out their work because you know creating content is very important. We try to do our best. And of course, Hulu just came out with the Wu Tang Clan. Uh, uh, yeah, Wu Tang. Oh, fucking excited. Bio like bio like biopic show. Yeah, about time. I'm surprised Netflix stuck on that, but um, I'm excited to watch. Yeah, I keep jumping back and forth to Hulu, which is nice because like I used to just be going to Netflix just out of boredom and or just yeah out of laziness for not wanting to look at old things and then or watching new prop new like intellectual properties or different shows and instead I fucking just watch my find myself watching the same episode of Office that I've seen a hundred times that it's still gonna make my laugh my ass off because it's still great, but. I, I after watching fucking Jack Ryan's show, it made me it made it like brought back that like curiosity spark of following the show and and as bad as binging can be, it's also like man sometimes you just want to kick back and relax and not have to deal with the fucking shit in the world these days because it's just we get that shit thrown at, at us every day and I think it's better to just you know sit back relax crack a beer or something with your friends or just hang out and watch a couple couple episodes of a good show or, or watch a good movie. I think it's important. Um, or play video games. I don't know. Just do stuff that makes you happy, people. Because this world's not going to do it for you. Yeah, I mean... Like, you do bring up a point. It's like, you got these different shows. I mean, it's like I said, going back to, you know, 
binging and weekly releases. I think the reason why Disney Plus wants to do the weekly releases is because I think it gives people a time to talk about the episode. Because yeah. if you do a binge, it's like, then you got to wait for your other friends to binge. It's like, if you all watch the episode at the same time, at least you have a week to discuss it before the new episode's out. Versus, okay, I binged a whole season of, you know, for example, Stranger Things. And then I try to talk to to Beagle, and he hasn't even seen it yet. So it's like, it's kind of hard. You have to wait till he binges it, so that way you guys can talk about it. So it's like, I can see why Netflix is going to go that route itself, too. Because it's like, it gives you time to discuss it. Like, you watch the episode, no matter how long it is. And then, you know, at least it gives you a whole week to discuss it. It gives your friends, you know, time to watch it. That way, when you're having coffee or getting together for drinks, at least you have time to talk about it. Like, you get, like, you get back. Well, it's kind of like going back to the old format that traditional TV is still trying to uphold to. That they still have blocks set up. It's like, oh, our new episode comes out on Tuesday, but you only have to wait till Tuesday. And it's like... Netflix is going to try to do that, or Disney with their weekly releases, and that's cool. And and if we're going to go back to this format of traditional TV, which didn't, it's does, just doesn't work in this in this digital world anymore. It doesn't work to this instant gratification world with that shit anymore. So it it's, I see it working in the beginning, depending on the shows. Obviously, with like properties like The Mandalorian coming out and the more Marvel series coming out, people are going to still tune in every week to watch it on that but i think giving us the freedom that netflix opened up with is that the upload full seasons like you mentioned you can binge watch a new season of stranger things in less than a day little if you have the time for it let alone a, a same weekend and then you got you know you go back to your friends like you mentioned and they're like hey did you guys see all stranger things yet and it's like well no i only finished two episodes because i wanted to save more so i don't finish it right away because then i forget about it because that's what i find is my problem yeah i, I can watching a show finish it right away because i get hooked and then it's out of my mind because i forgot about it because and then that i think that also speaks to how impactful the show is to you or how like that's maybe that's why i don't like stranger things that much not because but then again like i don't know i i watch i write a lot of stephen king and i like him and it just does it feels like they're just completely ripping off but I'm I don't I'm excited to see how it calls from here uh, in the next season. It's kind of obvious that it's probably going to be in Russia and Chernobyl. But nonetheless, I don't. Um, I think you should as a as a I want to say a veteran binge uh, watcher at this point. I, I feel like it's important to give yourself some time to stretch out your viewings to really kind of let this information soak in and talk about it with your friends. See what they like, what you did like. Have some. Has some constructive conversations around the material you see because you can do that with books, you can do that with uh, with music, with anything. Which is great about pop culture is that it becomes popular for a reason. Right? Oh yeah, speaking of music, uh, Tool came out with a new album. <laughs> oh yeah, fuck! If you're a fan of, of, of progressive rock and uh, Tool, they, their album is number one again on the fucking Billboard charts. That topped Taylor Swift. Thank the fucking Lord. <laughs> top Taylor Swift. And uh, I saw that there was a humongous outcry that they, they say uh, by Twi Taylor Swift fans that like, who is this? Who are these Tool bands overshadowing Taylor Swift's new album? Because she never got number one. Tool got number one. And I think this is the first time her album didn't reach number one on the Billboard Top 200 or some shit. And that Tool made it for like the second week. And I was like, fuck yeah. That's because, sorry, Charlie, real music stays. So, it, it, and I'm not surprised. It's just, it's funny to see that there's a lot more Tool fans still kicking and screaming than there are fucking T-Swift fans. 
But then again, it's Billboard. I'm sure they they can set up their list any way they want to. But we all know that fucking Tool is number one. So until that changes, they're fucking number one. Listen to their uh, album as a fear inoculum. It's fucking solid. Um, it's definitely gonna be uh, a running track for me. I gotta start. I want to start getting back in shape. But I think it's gonna. It's a very fucking solid album. Um, Invincible is a pretty solid track. I suggest listening to that album if you're a big fan of prog rock um, or just music or musicianship. Uh, it, it, it's fucking tool, guys. We waited all this time for it, and now we have it. You can literally listen to it all the time. You don't have to go to the store and get the CD. You don't have to go or get a record. I mean, if you want, you should get the record. Yeah, if you're collecting vinyls, I do recommend getting yeah. the vinyl. I, I, yeah, I, I, I suggest doing that. Um, fucking tool, guys. Like, seriously. what? It's fucking the 90s again. It, we're, it's, we're just spinning it back, spinning it back. Uh, uh, I have no, no idea what else, what fucking, like, thinking about what can even come out soon. I haven't even seen any crazy horror movies coming oh, out. Oh, I know they did announce, like, Fall Out Boy, Weezer, and, um, and Green Day announced they're going to do a tour together. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> and they just announced that one of the shows in Chicago is going to be at Wrigley Field next summer. Oh, yeah. They just announced that they're... I'm not surprised. And then yes, they got an opening act called Interrupters are opening for them. So, so four bands are gonna be playing this. Yeah, show? Dude, this that's uh, summer. Yeah, a long ass show. It's gonna be a good tour in Wrigley Field in Chicago next year. So it's like, oh, uh, yeah, fuck it. And then you guys, you just went with the uh, Mondo like last night to a show last oh, night. Oh yeah, if there's any fans of some '60s prog rock, um, they're more or less an anthology band at this point because there's been such a rotating cast of excellent musicians. Um, we went to see King Crimson last night at the, uh, I think it's called the Roosevelt Auditorium. Beautiful fucking theater, man. Oh my God, it was fucking beautiful. Uh, I've never been to a show when I've never seen s the demographics so, so fucking spread. Mm. It was basically a concert for old people. There was <laughs> nothing but old fans. But I'm telling you, these guys have been around since the 60s, and they're celebrating their 50th anniversary. And Armando brought me and my friend Ivan with us. He had bought these tickets months ago, and he's like, guys, and he, the only thing he said was, if we're going to buy, he's like, if I buy you guys tickets to the show that I really want to see, can you promise me that you go with me? And I'm like, well, fuck, yeah, dude. If it's Yeah, he's like, well, it's a, it's a concert, it's a music show. I'm like, fuck, yeah, I'm there. <laughs> and so me and Ivan, we went blind. In, we went in blind. We I didn't listen to any King Crimson, but I loved what I listened to last night. Um, they opened up for the Stones back in the fucking, back in the, I think it's the Satisfaction days. So they were, they, you know, and they have, uh, they still have the original member of King Crimson. Uh, What's his name? Oh, he said Robert Fripp. Uh, who who is played in, in tons of albums? He played on David Bowie's album. He's he's gotten credits in others. He just but excellent guitarist. Um, all the musicians playing today were just fucking excellent. Like he, last night was a show. It was great, and it was only them. So it was three hours. Uh, wow, three hours. Wow. Them. Um, they asked. There's no phones and shit like that be used. But it's funny because they always yell about how we make concerts worse. But tell me why, and we were on the we were on the top, but like everybody was still pulling their phones out, recording and shit. There was a guy at the point that was like, "Yeah, motherfucker!" And it was like the most random spot that you should have been yelling. And I was just like, "What?" Oh, dude, I was just like, "Man, shut up!" <laughs> I wanted to like enjoy the show, but it was an excellent show. Um, tons of people were there. It was a good turnout. Um, shout out to King Crimson for fucking putting on a great show in Chicago. Uh, 
Honestly, I'm surprised they don't score movies if they haven't already, because it was fucking, it was a ride. It felt like a, like a movie. Uh, and then the wet, we had beautiful weather in Chicago right now. Uh, shout out to Global Warming. Um, <laughs> global Warming. We're getting some <laughs> random ass weather these days here. Oh, it's been weird because last weekend was all cool and crisp. It was like, like rainy. Yay, bring out the pumpkin spice. And oh, yeah, pumpkin spice is back, fellas. Now everyone's like, so when are we going to go to the beach later this weekend? Because it's fucking hot again. Yesterday it felt, it was like 90 degrees. I think this weekend we're going to be, um, oh, I think, shit. I think it's like, well, this coming weekend, we're going to be in Chicago. We're going to be going visiting our, our Uncle Sal, who's a big wrestling head. So we're actually going oh, to have... Yeah, so we'll have another episode. We'll have another episode. We'll probably have him out and pretty much talk about wrestling because um, we're going to hang out with him. I'm just going to talk shit about it. But go ahead. Yeah, no, well, like that, that's going to be like a pre for next episode. It's going to be about wrestling with Uncle Sal. So... Well, we'll talk about, you know, growing up in wrestling. Because he's the one... I have to credit him because he was one of the ones that got us into professional wrestling. wrestling. Yeah. yeah. The guys into professional wrestling. And I credit him for that. Um, well, yeah, we're going to get together watching watch a WWE show. Of course, you know, the Wednesday Night Wars are coming soon. We're going to have another, like, version of the Monday Night Wars in the late 90s back then. This time it's going to be, you know, WWE bringing their... The development brand NXT to live television on Wednesdays. Before they were just pre-taping on the network. Um, that's Triple H's like that's uh, Paul Levex, you know his promotion that he's running. Apparently, he did say in an interview. He said people are asking, "Is Vince McMahon going to be involved in the promotion?" And Triple H has said in every interview, the only thing Vince told him was, "Here you go, run with it." That's the only thing that Vince told him. So he's going to be running the show. Triple H is running the show. And it's going to be him competing against, you know, All Elite Wrestling, which is the upstart promotion that came out. It was announced back in, like, January. And, of course, they had an event, like, a few weeks ago at um, all, all Out in Chicago, Hoffman States. And they had a great show there. And they're going to be they're getting ready for their TV debut in October 2nd on TNT. So, of course, TNT announced they went on Twitter saying we're back in the wrestling business. So it was kind of hilarious. And, you know, a play on words from back in the day when <coughs> Ted Turner... Bought, yeah. bought Jim Crockett Promotions, which eventually became World Championship Wrestling. And well, it's interesting to see how both like brands go at each other. But it's crazy because NXT has a lot of the young, you know, indie wrestlers who got signed to WWE through developmental contracts against, you know, the the indie vets. Basically, the indie vets that you know played in who wrestled in bingo halls and convention centers and you know. You know, bumping and grinding, but it'll be interesting to see how that goes down to play, and it's, it's gonna be like a battle for ratings. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I love NXT. I mean, I still follow WWE, but I love NXT because to me, it's like more traditional base, like pro wrestling back in the day. Because of course, with the, the main brand now, it's like, I mean, yeah, they brought Paul Heyman, and you know, they brought him and and Bischoff. You know, they brought him too into the fold, but it's like. Triple H kind of likes to bring that whole, you know, mentality of, you know, the old school wrestling, you know, when wrestling was wrestling, basically, you know, we'll see, we'll see how that goes, like I said, that's going to be our plan, good for the next episode, it's going to be pretty much sitting down with Uncle Sam, pretty much, you know, shoot the breeze about wrestling, um, under that, you know, plans for half for a few reps, is like I said, we're going to try and make this a weekly thing, um, like I said, this episode was originally supposed to be out Saturday, but of course we had technical difficulties, so that's why it's coming. You're going to get two episodes, possibly, this week. And like I said, we're going to try to make a weekly thing. Like, if you guys have any, like, 
suggestions for us or have anything you guys want us to discuss, you know, you feel free to tweet us. You can follow my Twitter handle at the franchise 85. Um, it's F O N C H I Z E. You can like tweet us a question using the hashtag talk pop and we'll discuss it in a future episode. Um, we got a lot of things planned. We're going to try to get as much interviews too. We'll try to bring our buddy Ivan because we had him in a previous episode and we'll try to have, bring him to the phone. We might go to his place because he's a good photographer and we'll pretty much pick his brain, you know, when it comes to photography and his other interests and art and stuff. Because basically where we live, you know, the art is pretty much on the boom right now when it comes to like music and art and dancing because they, they just it's a very art it's a very art uh art centric like community yeah this art based community that's very strong and um we've had our own share of stuff happen here so it's been very it's been very nice to see um the community's been getting stronger and stronger around here so um i i think i think we'll be able to provide a some more up, uh, more content for you guys, which is the important thing. This is what we do it because we just like to talk about. And then we'll have like movie reviews. Like we'll probably go see the Joker together and give us a review on that. Um, yeah. I just got John Wick three yesterday, so I can't wait to watch that. Watch that shit too. Then we gotta watch John Wick three. We'll give us a review on that or take on that. Of course, there's a lot of films being planned. Um, there's a lot of anime films coming out too, so I might crunch one more anime centric thing. And or if Eco wants to talk more music, we'll have him. You know, this we'll discuss more music on the future. I mean, we got a lot of things planned going forward. Like I said, yeah. we're gonna try to make this a weekly thing. Now that we're sponsored, we're gonna try to get as much content as we guys out. So, like I said, you can check out our backlog on Anchor.fm, or you can go on Spotify, basically anywhere. I looked up Google Podcast. You can just type in "Talking Pop" with the franchise Vigo, and our podcast pops up. So it's like you can pretty much find us anywhere. So, like I said, check out our backlog of episodes. Um, you can go to our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash the franchise network and like i say you can um post questions there comments um like i say oh you go to anchor.fm look for talking pop or looking for franchise network i think that's what we are under um yeah so it's anchor.fm slash the franchise network it'll take us to our feed you can send us voice messages there or text messages there to our site and we'll look them up and you know answer them on the show um, I don't think I have anything else to say. Like I said, this episode was called Off the Dome. We're just going to give you guys an update, you know, what's going on. And a few topics that we were, you know, that came to us today. Um, Biko, do you have anything to add? Um, yeah, uh, I'm actually working on starting up my own podcast as well. Um, it's more or less going to be dealing with uh, just me, me ranting or me kind of filling in. I'm trying to add touch up with different aspects of life. Uh, I kind of have a working title that I'm, I'm feeling very confident, um, so that should be up and running pretty soon. I'm still saying it up, uh, but it's 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 something to where I want to provide kind of picking my own brain uh, and also talking about some sensitive subjects that not a lot of people want to talk about, um, such as uh, laughing at our, the the weird ways that society conducts themselves, um, talking about mental illness and mental illness awareness. Uh, things that are very important to me that I deal with every day and I know others do too so I'm not alone so I want to kind of just talk about stuff like that that is important that we do need to share you know um, and it's and then music because it's one thing that I love comedy and music I love those are my two favorite things that I love most of all uh, besides my family and friends uh, and, but yeah I, I kind of want to have a very diverse podcast when it comes to stuff like that it's it's me ranting about different things and i'm gonna also host interviews on there too with uh a cast of interesting folks and friends that i have in my life that i've gotten to meet over the years doing 
different art projects and different collaborations. Uh, just a good cast of people. So I'll get to introduce you to some of the friends, uh, some of the people I like to that I'm lucky to call friends uh, that I'm lucky to have met in my life, and hopefully you guys enjoy them too. So. We're here to provide content for you guys, and, and, and hopefully, if you please continue to support uh, The Talking Pop, uh, and then wait on it, wait for it, uh, for my podcast coming out. I, it's a working title, but I'll have it probably within our bonus episode later this week, uh, where we rant about wrestling and how it's, finally, I think it's good that it's changing uh, for the best. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't watch it, obviously. I don't freaking, I don't really watch wrestling, but it's something that's always, it's been, a, it was a part of our childhood because it was, it was mainstream as fuck in the 90s. So, like, it's something that, uh, 80s into the 90s, but, uh, it's something that it's gonna be fun. We should have a good time with Sal, our Uncle Sal. You'll, you'll love him. He's probably one of the funniest fuckers I know. Um, but he'll, it'll be great. So, we're just glad to, uh, hopefully bring back uh, the talking pop and please just continue to support guys we appreciate it and uh, just keep listening and and um, look out for our late, later this week our new episode alright that's all the time we got for you guys like I said just check us on Facebook support the store remember teespring.com slash talking pop like I said you can catch us back episodes on Anchor or wherever you get your podcast as always I am the franchise I'm Biko geek on and take care